Come on into the common room. This is your safe place. This is open space. everybody and welcome to tonight's open space and now we are joined by students from Shatin Methodist College. What's up everyone? I'm Jesse from 5, 5B. I'm Ryan from 5B. I'm Neville from 5B. Welcome to open space. How are you guys doing? Are you getting used to, you know, the whole getting back to school, exams coming in, the usual normal student life again? I Not think, really. Uh, um, a bit. <laughs> We're still adapting to it. Yeah. So it must feel pretty good, at least to see some friends in person. Um, Unless they open the cameras, I guess. <laughs> That is so true. Like right now, our setup, if you're not uh, watching us on IG, if you're tuning in on the radio, then we've got like Ryan and Jesse in one classroom and then Neville is, I'm guessing, at home. So everybody is kind of scattered um, wherever that's safe for them. So what should we talk about tonight? Anybody want to get started? Well, we will talk about online learning. Um, due to the breakout of COVID-19, the way of learning of students has a drastic change. Mm-hmm. With the prevalence of the internet, Students continue their studies at home via video conferencing apps like Zoom and Google Meet. Fortunately, Hong Kong is a wealthy city where most of us can afford a, maybe a computer or a tablet. However, some children in low or middle income countries are facing lots of obstacles in learning during the pandemic. So here's uh, some question. Is it fair for those children who are less likely to receive any education during this period? And is online learning only for those who can afford its technology? Can anything be done to help these kids out? And I've selected an article which talks about the situation of learning of kids in poor countries and the obstacles that they faced. Right. What's your observation out of that article? Is there anything that we can apply here in Hong Kong? Um, actually, the article mostly talk about uh, the situation in the low-income countries. So. Hong Kong comparatively is a, a kind of wealthy country, which or maybe Hong Kong don't face this obstacle. Right. Um, I've been speaking to my auntie at home, our migrant domestic worker who lives with us. Her children in the Philippines are exactly going through the same thing. And I feel for these children so much. Some of them are quite young and without a tablet or without a computer at home, without internet at home, it's nearly impossible for them to have any education unless they have somebody who knows how to teach at their own home. So I feel this issue so much and I really hope that there's something we could do. And I really hope that the situation gets better, then at least they could still go back to some kind of schooling and have some kind of social life because I think that is so important, particularly for younger children. So thank you for bringing that up, Jesse. I'll come back to you and we can further discuss what else we can do for those who are in Hong Kong. Maybe they're also from a low-income family. Maybe they have more than one sibling and not everybody can have the individual tablet. You know, that's the kind of situation that we face over here. But coming back at you, Ryan. Um, so today I'm going to talk about also online learning. But um, before I begin, I want to talk about uh, my observation. So online learning has become the new norm during uh, since COVID-19 outbreak and students use virtual apps to attend classes uh, like Jesse had mentioned, Zoom and WebEx or even Google Meet. So this groundbreaking phenomenon has shaken the whole globe obviously and most importantly it may I think it may even just open a whole new chapter for education around the world. Mm. So uh, with the rapid advancement of uh, technology like Zoom for instance 
the children and poor nations still need to travel long hours of distance to go to school to enjoy education um, or are there any better ways apart from internet to uh, do long distance education mm. and so what media should we use in different conditions and I think this is the thing I will go on, go on to talk about okay. now I have an article for students and it talks about uh, the means of tools that can um, be replaced as long distance. I can share a few tools uh, because uh, there are already a lot of tools before internet that people uses. So like a radio, for instance, this is a very good choice. It's relatively cheaper than buying a tablet. You, you can buy a radio for like $40 in a convenience store. And you can use TV broadcasting, but I think that's a bit um, expensive but I think it's still a way out apart from using the internet because as you have mentioned before uh, not a lot of students can um, are, uh, first of all there are a lot of um, technical issues when we use these kind of virtual apps I think it's very frustrating even for teachers so I think there may be a better way out when there is another like a COVID-19 app. yeah I mean radio I am all for that People should not forget about radio. <laughs> I mean, if you were taking part in those listening exams, then you know the power of the radio for DSE. So we could definitely maximize that. For me, that's what I truly believe in. That's why The Common Room is still a show that I love hosting because this is a way for you to learn, for you to be educated in a more easy, relaxing way. I mean, there's so much you can take away from just listening to a radio show. It doesn't have to be all textbook. It could be very lifestyle. Thank you so much, Ryan, for letting us know what you're thinking. And then finally, coming to Neville, share your thoughts with us. So Ada has already mentioned uh, something about the difficulty of online learning. And so I want to focus more about if online learning is effective and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So under the pandemic, we have no choices but to turn to online learning, which has since become the norm. And personally, I would say that online learning is quite a great supplement, but it shouldn't be a replacement for, say, face-to-face -face lessons. Mm. So certainly, it saves students' travel time and allows students to refill whenever necessary. And students are also much more comfortable when they are being in their home and learning through um, online programs as opposed to going to schools. But then there are also some disadvantages. For example, cheating becomes essentially effortless. You know, um, it is quite impossible for teachers to monitor what is going on behind the scenes. And, and there are quite a lot more disadvantages also. And, and so I think that these two modes can actually be merged together for the greatest benefits for students. Interesting point. I know that a lot of students turn on one tab for the Zoom classes or the other tab or either gaming or just like YouTube. I mean, you don't even need to turn your camera on. So you can technically do whatever you want as soon as you just log in. <laughs> I'm sure there are educators out there who are teaming up with these tech companies to try to block that from happening in the, in the near future. But I think there are plenty of advantages of online learning, but we just need to do the thing right and to figure out what's the best way for us to teach and to learn. I also think it's a good time to reflect on what the educational system should be about. I mean, I've spoken to so many students. I wonder if you agree. You can technically learn anything you want to right now via YouTube videos, via like really high-end 
educational institutions by putting out their material online. So you can be an expert without having to go to an expertise school. And that just breaks all barriers. I think now we're living in a time where changes are going to be so solid that we are all going to be, hopefully one day, not really regarding your success with what your grades are in public exams. I don't know, would you would you want some kind of shakeup like that in the future for yourselves? Yeah, I certainly think so. It is quite, um, I would say the current education system is just so focused on examinations and scores and all that sort of stuff that it is missing about what students learn and how did they say at better in the future and how did they go on to live their lives. Um, the current education system just doesn't really focus on that sort of thing. Mm, thanks for your sharing. How about Ryan, what do you think? Um, I certainly do agree uh, with Neville and I want to um, say online learning has actually benefited me in a lot of ways. I have more flexible schedule uh, during the time. I can book up late <laughs> than usual. Um, but I think because some people argue that online learning might not benefit you because you might not focus during the lessons. But I think that depends on the person's uh, ability, their uh, self-discipline level. I think online learning has little to do with it. So I think I'm I'm open to uh, to any changes in future. Cool. And Jesse? Um, I agree with him too. As um, for example, my parents actually, uh, they they are not doing their career now. It's not it's nothing about what they have learned in their secondary school life. I mean, like the actually what we have we learn in our school is uh, it is useful of course, but maybe it is not for our future career. Maybe I like handicraft. But school's uh, art lessons stopped when we are form three and the their uh, elective of BA, but it is not about handicraft. Most of it is about uh, drawing and those stuff. So I do think that online learning can help your future career more. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that you guys are on the same page because I really think that what you learn in school probably need an update. Um, I think the blue collar manufacturer skills are great, but what if that's not the road that you want to take? Well, that's not the path that students of today would like to pursue. And maybe you can provide more creative ways of learning, more innovative ways to design curriculum, get the foundations right, that's priority. Get your English right, get your languages done. That's cool and that's essential. But on top of that, what can the electives be? Can it be a bit more diverse? Could it be a bit more tailored to what the students need right now? I think that'll be something to discuss later on. It's been so lovely hanging out with you guys. You guys are so cool. We just heard from Jesse, Ryan, Neville, and they're all coming from Shatin Methodist College. It's wonderful to meet you. Take good care of yourselves and stay safe, okay? Thank you, Colin Room with Alison Ha.